Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. 11.42 left here in the first. Canes win the draw to score! Brent Burns with a missile from the point. one nothing Carolina. Good defensive play by Slavin. He'll shovel this, and now the puck bounces out. Now Carolina can have a break. Here comes Drury. He's got Stasny. Drury shot right on. Rebound. Lyon with the answer both times on Jack Drury. Carolina's cooking in. He gets a shot, and they'll score! Deflected out in front. The Hurricanes. Yes, Barry Kokaniemi with Marty Natus drifting in front. And the Canes will take a 2-0 lead on Kokaniemi's 18th and of the out season. Of the zone, Gudis bothered by Jordan Stahl. He'll roll it. Where Anderson will have to play it. Chopped away from Frederick Anderson. Out in front. They'll score. Lombard. As Carolina had trouble playing at their own end. And Ryan Lombard has tied this game at two. Hurricanes will change the forwards. Drury will get to this. He'll snap on that. will go just wide. Now Burns with it. His shot. He'll score. Brent Burns. No hesitation. And the Canes get the lead. Right back. Now the Canes hanging on to the puck. A chance there by Chatfield right on. Barnett gets it to Gossespair. That shot doesn't get through. Stone gets to it. No rebound and put it home. Carolina. Jesper Faust with a loud goal for Carolina to double the lead. It's 4-2 Hurricanes. Now Kachuk with a turnover. Verhage across. Somehow Anderson got a piece. Rebound chance out in front. Canes make sure that stays out of the net. As Ajo with a defensive gem in Anderson's crease. A uh, gem of all gems. Canes trying to clear Slavin. Will. He'll push this forward. And bingo! Sebastian Ajo into the empty net with 60 seconds left. And the Canes go back up top by two at 6-4. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast with your host, Adam Gold. The Canes Corner Podcast is a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. And now, here's Adam. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I'm Adam Gold. How's everybody tonight? Carolina Hurricanes picked up a 6-4 win over the Florida Panthers. and They are your Metropolitan Division champions. Two years running. That's worth... A toast, the finest tap water, not really tap water, it's bottled water, big jugs of bottled water you get at the supermarket, uh, in a Mets pint glass, excuse me. We celebrate. Lord knows Mets probably aren't going to celebrate this year. Might as well celebrate something for the Carolina Hurricanes. So we're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina, as you can see in the corner of the screen. Right there, the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlet Road in Durham. No place like it. Sammy Hannon's crew do a great job. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. All right. We have some uh, some things to get to. Uh, first, let me do this. Uh, Randall, uh, I did get your text. So, uh, happy ninth birthday to Carter. Nine years old tomorrow, today, by the time you listen to this. 
Jacob Slavin is his favorite player. Carter is a huge Kaniac, or is Randall a huge Kaniac? I'm not sure. So uh, shout out to uh, Carter Jones. All right. This is an interactive podcast. All right, let's get right to it. I'm not going to talk about the game tonight a ton because there's a bigger picture. We just played an 82-game schedule. Much bigger picture to me for me than this game tonight. Um, this game had a lot of good to it. I guess I'll be just quick about it. The game had a lot of good to it. Carolina was the better team for definitely the first 40 minutes. Uh, they got out to the lead, should have had more goals, had the puck, made it hard on Florida. Florida needed the game too. Florida didn't want to play Boston, who won again because they win by accident. Now he, 65 wins this year. Florida would have rather played New Jersey than Boston. And had Florida won tonight, the Devils would have won the division. And Florida, as wild card one, would have played. Florida and the Islanders would have dealt with Boston, but that ain't how it worked out. So Florida gets to go to Boston. Now enjoy it. I don't think Florida is good enough. I don't think Florida is going to get a game. They might get a game. They might get one game, but I, you know, I'll tell you what, if they win a game, I'll bet it's game one. Anyway. Uh, so Florida needed the game tonight and Florida's got a high powered offense and they can play a heavy game. And Carolina has been playing just okay hockey. But the way they started against Detroit is basically the same way they started against Florida. They had the puck. And if you have enough of the puck and the other team does it, even if you aren't good at finishing, which Carolina, gosh, they had chances tonight. I, I mean, Stahl, Aho, Chatfield, Tara Vinan and Jarvis two on one all in the first period. I mean, Carolina could have easily been up four nothing after two. Instead, it's two nothing after two. And then you're just a couple of weird things, you know, away from it being a toss up, which is exactly where they were while the Devils were coming back from a 4 1 deficit to tie and ultimately win the game in Washington. So the Hurricanes. Whatever negatives we we think about them, and there are negatives. We, we understand that. I don't know that we're going to talk about too many of the negatives here other than just to mention them. But their inability to finish some of those chances, enough of those chances, because they could have put the game completely to bed early. And ultimately, the goaltending got them tonight. But... They won the game. So let's just deal with the fact that they won the game. All right. Power play is still not good. But the first power play was actually pretty good. The first the one they got 15 seconds into the game. I thought that was good. Uh, power play in the third period was horrific. Anyway. Metropolitan Division champions for the second straight year. Think about that for a second. When the NHL put those divisions together 
trying to think the year. I don't even remember the year. It was the early aughts. No, uh, the early teens, I believe. Most people looked at that division and said, well, gosh, how are the Hurricanes ever going to win it? Actually, the, the conversation wasn't even that. The conversation was, how are the Hurricanes ever going to make the playoffs? This was in the middle of that drought, that nine years with no playoff bids. Well, two years in a row, they won the division. It was the best division in hockey this year. Although you could make an argument the Atlantic was because Boston was in it. Toronto had a good year. Tampa was really rough at the end of the year. Tampa had lost eight of 11. But the fact is they won the division for the second straight year. They had 113 points. That will be the second highest total in the NHL this year. They did so with, to be kind, middle-of-the-road goaltending, a bottom-third NHL power play, and a roster at the end that appears offensively challenged when you get to the playoffs and you are playing elite teams but they got 113 points second best in the league i mean that says something right and we get this is the way i think a lot of people process this we're envious of you know like edmonton's abilities their skill toronto's skill the rangers Boston. We're, we're envious of that. Basically, every one of those teams has a dude and a dude who scores. Leon Dreisaitl scored his 52nd goal of the season tonight, and he is not even close to his team's lead in goals because they got Connor McDavid. And behind them, they've, uh, they've got other good goal scorers, right? Boston's got David Pasternak, got 60. The Rangers have Zibanejad and Kreider. Uh, Panera's not really a, a huge goal scorer, but he scores plenty of goals. Uh, they've got tons of talent, tons of firepower. I mean, Carolina doesn't have that. They just don't. Carolina's leading goal scorer, Sebastian Oz, got 36. And nobody in their right mind would put him at the level of some of those other players. Not as a goal scorer. He's a great 200-foot player. Uh, and he's a tremendous competitor. But, I mean, they're going to need another level out of Sebastian that uh, we haven't necessarily seen in the postseason yet. We've seen good Sebastian Ajo. We have not seen great Sebastian Ajo, except in that bubble series against the Rangers. That was goofy great Sebastian Ajo. Uh, Martin Natchez, second on the team with 28 goals. Nobody on the roster currently, on the active roster, has more than 20. So you see, now they do have uh, 12 players total that have double-digit goals. Jesper Foss became the 12th tonight. We're talking the active roster. We've removed Svechnikov from it. But 
it's a lot of, you know, 13, 14, 15, a lot of those. So there's a lot of guys on the team that score, but just not a lot. And that's what they are. They're actually ideally suited to play the way this team played four years ago, the first year they made the playoffs, um, in terms of they've got a lot of guys who can play with a little bit of a gritty game that they, they're they not really a physical team, but they can be a hard team, uh, and they're certainly difficult to play against. They're going to have to do a forechecking. They're going to have to be great at what they do, but I think they're good enough to win a series. Uh, and then when you get out of this series, I think they're good enough to win the next series. I don't think it's a good idea to look. Can they win four series? They can win one. And then I think they've played well against the Rangers this year, even though they were one and three. I thought they were better than the Rangers in each of the last two games. They only won one of them. Uh, and the other two games were winnable games, I thought. In order for Carolina to beat the Rangers, they're going to have to look like the two games they played uh, in the at the end of March. And they're going to have to be low scoring, tight checking and not mistake free, but minimal mistake games. You're not going to be able to give the Rangers away, not to going to be able to give them goals. You can't do it. We, we're in the playoffs now. The soft goal will lose the game for you. Just not going to be able to overcome it. I mean, are there going to be, is there going to be an isolated incident where you might be able to overcome the soft goal? Yeah, maybe, but you better have a lead at the time because if you don't, you'll lose. You just will. The teams are too good and they're not going to give you anything. So you can't be giving away goals. All right. I don't want to, I don't want to make this a, uh, uh, you know, uh, a wine fest. Metro Tramp, yes, Metro Champs two years in a row. Division Champs three years in a row. 113 points, second best to the Boston Bruins uh, in the NHL. Last 25 games, 13-11-1. That's obviously not even a playoff level stretch right there. 13-11-1, the last 25 games. That is a reality of this team. And it's not all since the Svechnikov injury because Svechnikov hasn't missed the last 25 games. But that's what they are. That's what they have been. So there are there are some challenges. But, man, the blue line was great offensively all year. Brent Burns is excellent. He makes his mistakes. But Brent actually, I think, had a very good defensive season he's not the fastest skater in the world but he's got tremendous reach uh he's a good skater obviously and playing next to jacob slavin will make anybody look good but he has played well uh does he have his issues yeah he's got his issues uh you know he the game in detroit when carolina got beat at the buzzer basically uh the power play goal that made it 2-2 it, you know, it was his lost coverage uh, on Dylan Larkin. He should have been on top of Dylan Larkin, but he wasn't. But these things happen. Everybody does it. 
I mean, we've seen games where Brett Pesci has lost defensive assignments this year. Brady Shea's lost defensive assignments. Jacob Slavin's given the puck away at times. So uh, everybody's going to make mistakes. But for the most part, I thought Brent has been excellent defensively, and you know, it's got 61 points on the season. I don't think anybody's going to complain about a 61-point season. 18 goals. Yeah, 18 goals. And for what, 43 assists, 18 goals, 43 assists. It's pretty doggone good for Brent, for Brent Burns. Brady Shea has 18 goals this season. Shane Gosses Bears got three. Jalen Chatfield's, uh, what, five or six. Brett Pesci's got five. Carolina's, Jacob Slavin at seven. Carolina's blue line just pumped in goals. And a lot lately. They've been driven by their blue line, and that's going to have to continue into the postseason. Adam Golden Studio with my friend Dallas Brule from the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You guys do so many things. Windows, doors, siding, gutters, awnings, roofing. Roofing. Roofing is the most important part of your home. You want to make sure you keep the water out. Our roofing products made by Certainty, the shingle roofing, it comes in a lot of different colors, a lot of different styles, but it has a 50-year, five-star warranty on all material and labor backed by the manufacturer. It's non-prorated. I've never heard of a 50-year warranty. I always hear like 20 or 30. Unless a tree hits the house or you have some storm damage, it'll be the last roof you ever put on your home. I like that. What about metal roofing? We do a lot of metal roofing. We got the standing seam, comes in a lot of different colors, and it'll last forever, but it doesn't have the 50-year warranty like the shingled roofing does. Sounds like you're pushing shingle roofing, which you should, probably. It's affordable, and again, it's hard to beat because it's a, it's really the last roof you'll have to pay to put on your home. Dallas Brule from the Aluminum Company of North Carolina, aluminumcompany.com. But I just want to talk about a couple of players that I think have been pleasant surprises especially of late, and one of them is going to surprise you. Um, I still have some concerns long-term for what Carolina expects, but yes, Barry Kotkaniemi has been a very good player now for about two and a half, three months. If we go back to maybe the beginning of February, so I guess that's what it's like two and a half months, right? I think Kokediemi's been a very good player. He's not a great offensive player, obviously. They could use a more dynamic second center to make a more dynamic second scoring line. Um, but Kokediemi ha- is a very good defensive player. He wins faceoffs. He can play a physical game. He's a good skater. I mean, he's just become a good player. And that's nice to have, right? I mean, ideally, he'd be a third center. Jordan Stahl would be a fourth center. But that's not the way this team is structured right now. But he's played well. And uh, with Natchez and Nason on that line, there is hope that that could become a line that does some damage, certainly in the first round of the playoffs against the Islanders. And let's be honest about what's going to happen going forward. There are, there are, to me, three elements that determine whether or not you advance in the postseason. In any postseason series, there are three elements. There is obviously special teams. 
Carolina cannot get beat on special teams. You don't have to win special teams. You just can't lose special teams. We've been talking about that for a long time. Carolina's power plays, not good. Well, the penalty kill has to compensate for that. Don't allow power play goals. And the power play goals you don't score don't hurt you as much. There you go. Don't lose special teams. Get good enough goaltending. Don't allow bad goals. So, what we saw tonight, and yes, I believe Ante Ranta has to be your game one starter. Freddie Anderson, through two periods, was looking like he might be the game one starter. Because I was of the mind that because of the mindset of all the people involved, if Freddie could play a good game tonight, a solid game tonight, then you could start Freddie in game one and just go to Ronta in game two. Whether Freddie was good or not, you could just go to Ronta in game two. And, you know, who cares? Rotate him. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you use one goaltender or two or three. Just got to win the game. But based on what I saw tonight, especially the way the head coach talked about it after. I mean, I think you have to start out the Ronta game one. I think you have to. And I don't know, maybe that'll motivate Freddie. I mean, Freddie wants to play, right? The giveaway tonight was just, ah, ah. Yes, that was, we call that analysis. So. And I've been saying this for weeks and weeks and weeks. I think if they go deep, Pyotr Kachetkov will have something to say about it. Or who knows? Yaniv Peretz, (laughs) the kid they signed that Equinipiak. I know Pyotr has played well in the AHL, but um, they tried. Rod tried to make Pyotr happen. Tried to. when Ronta got hurt, they tried to make Kachetkov a thing again. And that game against Toronto was the, was the outlier. The other games were just okay. He was still allowing too many uh, goals he can't allow. That Toronto game, though, and I think it stands out because it was so good. They He absolutely stole two points that night. So I could see them saying, well, let's see what happens. And maybe the competitive juices flow and he's able to do that in a postseason series. If that's the case, great. But I don't know. I it's 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 a it's a huge risk. It would have to be a desperate situation. It would have to be both of your other goaltenders have just completely lost the script. Which is uh is very possible. But what we saw from Freddie tonight, you just can't put that you can't put that on the in game one. You can't put that on the starters crease in game one. I don't think you can. Uh, but Rod Brindamore has done stranger things with goaltending before. Uh and in a way, one of his coaching mentors, I don't even know if mentor is the right word, uh Peter Laviolette often had some curious goaltending choices. So I liked I liked Kokaniemi. 
Uh, I've loved what I've seen of late, mostly defensively, but I've liked what I've seen of late from Seth Jarvis. Sebastian Ajo will be fine. Uh, my fear is that Sebastian Ajo is going to try and do too much. And when he tries to do that, it hurts the rest of his game. So, and I'm, I'm sure that everybody will get reset from the, uh, you know, the end of the regular season. They'll get a couple of days off here, uh, even if they play Monday, and they probably will. But even if they play Monday, uh, they'll get tomorrow. They might even get Saturday off, or they might practice Saturday and get Sunday off. So uh, the playoffs are here. So it's time for your best players to get back to being your best players. And that means it's time for Martin Natchez to stop doing these silly things and get back to being a really good player again. The Natchez's last month and a half, all of the stuff that we didn't like in Marty's game last year has come back. Fortunately for the Hurricanes, he's still been scoring enough goals, at least, even though of late, no, not much. Remember when Natchez was like well ahead of a point of game pace? Well, you know, he played, what, 82 and he had 71 points. So obviously in the second half of the year, the point production has dropped off. So 71 points on the season, all the games count. And Natchez has had some huge goals this year. Uh, but we need Natchez to get back to being uh, a dynamic, dangerous player every night. And they need Jarvis and that Tavo Teravainen guy who played an excellent defensive game tonight. We need those two players to start contributing on the score sheet. Because that line, oh, I, I, in the middle of, I, I'm one giant tangent. We're going to get the uh, questions here in two seconds. So we said special teams. My gosh, why do you even listen to this? Why, why, why do you tune in on YouTube to the morning after podcast or listen to it if I can't string uh, thoughts together? You can't lose special teams. Your goaltending has to be solid and make the timely save. You don't have to stand on your head. This team doesn't demand that you stand on your head. They just you just can't let in bad goals. And the other thing, the re I believe what has really helped or hurt Carolina in the postseason when they have lost, and even when they have won, that third line, Carolina's got to have one that does some damage. The Ajo line is the top line. That's your top scoring line. Carolina's second line, because of the way Rod deploys it, especially on home ice, is the stall line. That third line that's going to get matchups against either the fourth line or the third line, that third scoring line, and in this case, it's going to be uh, Kokinemi, Natchez, and Nason. Right now, for right now, that's the way it is. That line's got to score. And last year, the Trocek line was Carolina's third line. Didn't score enough. The year before, same thing. Didn't score enough. Meanwhile, the teams that are beating Carolina are getting goals from the third and fourth line. So Carolina's got to get, they have to get, you can call it whatever you want. You call it depth scoring. Carolina's got to have some production from that Kokodiemi line, and it's got to be pretty steady production. 
I chose William Peace University because of the small class sizes. I feel that you get more one-on-one -on -one time with teachers. With class sizes like about 16 per teacher, you can really get that one-on-one -on -one help a lot of students need. A 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu. If Carolina's playing their game, they're not going to need a ton of goals to win. Three is enough if Carolina's playing their game. But they got to get the three. And tonight it looked a little uh, a little shaky. Again, I don't know how they didn't score four goals in the first two periods. All right, let me get to some uh, some questions here. Uh, uh, Bert, congratulations to the Canes. Yes, uh, they're not saying this. Oh, I, I, I said it during the uh, aftermath. Don't don't tag players on Twitter or instant on social media. Like, are you a child? I mean, that's, that's a child's thing to do. Oh, Auntie Rods is better than Freddie Anderson. Let me tell both of them. Grow up. Sorry. It's the way I feel. Just stop, stop tagging, stop tagging athletes in your, in your tweets. It's so, it's juvenile. Sorry. Was that, uh, was that too much for people? I have, uh, that, that's the way I look at it. Uh, John Stoker won the division. Ron, a starter game one. Yes. Yes. Oh, Burt wants a season's three stars. That's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. Let me think about that, Burt. Uh, Colin said they had to win in spite of the goalie tonight. I mean, they could have made it easier on the goalie. They could have had four on the board in the first two periods. It's not always the goalie. The goalie certainly let in two bad goals. And Rod said it after the game. Like, how? what did you think of Freddie tonight? Well, he was good, and then he wasn't good. Accurate. Very, very accurate. Uh, when does Rod move some of the D-men to a top six role in the forward lines? Well, they can always put Brent Burns back up there. Uh, but, I mean, <laughs> Brent's had a great year. Brady Shea scored 18 goals this year. Absolutely, absolutely tremendous. Um, Russell wants Fost, Aho, and Martinuk. One of those, I think one of those can play with with uh, Aho and Teravainen. I would not hate, and I, and I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that it happens. I would not hate Aho with Teravainen and Fost, but the head coach told me this today. He said, we are a better team with Stahl, Martinuk, and Foss together. So I do think there are some situations, and I think that will happen on the road, when he doesn't want to waste all three of those players defensively. I think he'll uh, he'll split, he'll take at least one off that line and put it somewhere. So, I mean, I could, look, I've liked Martinuk with Aho and whoever. Martinuk, Aho, and Jarvis. Martinuk, Aho, and... Uh, Taravina would be fine. I also think it would help if Taravina got back to the right side. So I'm I'm absolutely fine with uh, putting a little bit of, uh, of a sandpaper element on a line with Aho. So uh, I'm all uh, I'm all about it. 
But Rod is going to stay, especially on home ice. He's going to stay with that line together. Uh, we need to see a little bit of a breakthrough goal scoring wise from Jack Drury. I asked Tripp today who he thought might emerge as a surprise goal scorer. And he said, Jack, Jack's getting a lot of scoring chances, a lot, too many to not score. What I'm get, what I'm hoping for, I shouldn't say I'm guessing, I'm hoping for it because there's no guarantee it happens. That if he gets one, he'll get a bunch. But I'd say the same thing about Jarvis. And I'm waiting for the light to turn on for Tavo. Sometimes the playoffs truly are a new season. And if that happens and Tavo gets off to a good start, I've said this before, he is the key to unlock everything. He'll make the power play better. He'll make his son a buddy better. He'll make the whole team, be- whole team better. And today what you saw from that line, defensively, Teravine and Ajo and Jarvis were outstanding tonight. Uh, let's see. JT, will they sit Puyi to play Stepan and Stasny? Uh, I don't think so. I wouldn't. Um, Yesse Puyi is not fourth overall pick good, which is one of the great understatements of my lifetime. But he's an effective player in a fourth-line role. He's a good skater. He's a big body. I got no problem with Puyi being on the ice. Uh, and I also don't have any problem with in short bursts, maybe it's a game, playing him a little bit further up in the lineup if you need a physical presence and some speed on the line. He's fast. He's big. He uses his body. Can't score worth a damn, but I got no problem with it. Um, I actually am glad. I'm, You know me. I've been Team Derek Stepan for a long time. But I actually like Paul Stasny on the ice. I don't think I have to look at the time on ice tonight. I don't think Paul played a ton. Uh, but I kind of like Paul on the ice. I think Paul right now gives you a little bit more goal scoring than Derek Stepan, who has not scored in forever. I love Derek, and he's a right-handed faceoff guy, which Rod really likes to have. But I think you could you could sacrifice that because I believe Stasny just has a little bit more knack for scoring, and they need desperately need that. So. Um, Ian says Puyi has to break the seal eventually. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't have to. I don't know how he doesn't already have two goals, but he doesn't have to break the seal. The fact that he didn't score either of those goals, both into an empty net, basically tells you that he doesn't have to break the seal. So, um, all right, Aaron... Aaron says, do you think that if, when we get knocked out, the straw will be our special teams or our goalie? Which do you think is ultimately weaker? 
Well, I don't think special teams is weak. I think the power play is weak. Of course, if you give up a handful of power play goals and you're not scoring power play goals, that's bad. Uh, so I'm going to be just diplomatic and say the answer to that question, Aaron, is yes to both. I think they are both equally vulnerable. So, because, I mean, we'd be kidding ourselves if we thought that Ronta was any better than, yeah, he could do it. Ronta could do it. But we are not throwing anybody on the ice unless we're taking a chance with Kuchetkov. We're not throwing anybody on the ice who's great. What we're hoping for is don't allow any bad goals and come up with a timely save when you need it. The way this team plays, they don't necessarily have to have great goaltending. They just can't have goaltending that hurts them. And again, they can't lose special teams. So, uh, just a couple more here, and then we're going to go. Do we really have enough scoring power to make the conference finals? It's from uh, Black Cats and Hurricanes. Interesting. Uh, yes. You could, you could win a game 2-1. You could win a game one nothing. And if Carolina is going to get to the conference finals, which I'm telling you, I think they can. If Carolina is going to get to the conference finals, they're going to have to win a game 2-1. They're going to have to win a game one nothing. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. The scoring problems aren't going to go away. They did score, I mean, two empty net goals tonight, but they scored four others, right? So there are going to be games where they can score. They have the puck. They get the puck into areas where you can score. They just they just ain't good at it, uh, which is why they are a volume team. I know people hate that. Man, Carolina shoots at the blue line a lot. They just scored two goals in the blue line tonight. They score a lot of goals in the blue line. Because if you if you get bodies in between the shooter and the goalie, which is their plan, and they do that much better than I think some of the people on Twitter give them credit, then you got a chance to score when you shoot from the blue line. Uh, all right, a couple, uh, couple of others. Uh, see, we think we could see any looks with Drury up uh, the lineup on left wing. I don't like Drury on the wing. I know he's playing on the wing now. Uh, I wouldn't play him up in the lineup on the wing. I'll leave him on the fourth line on the wing. Uh, but, I mean, I wouldn't hate. I wouldn't hate Drury playing up in the lineup at center. But he's got to he's got to start scoring before any of that even happens. Do you think they're going to ride with one goalie or alternate in the playoffs? Kind of depends on how the one goalie who plays game one, and I think that will be Ronta, kind of depends on how he plays and will he stay healthy. What do we know about Auntie Ranta? He won't. He's made of paper mache. And he's not going to hold up. So, 
Ronta will play game one. If he plays well and they win, I think they'll come back with Ronta in game two. But I can see him using both goalies. I said earlier, I can see him using three goalies. Right? I can see him using three. I keep saying it. I think if they go deep in the playoffs, Piotr Kachetkov's going to have something to say about it. So, all right, final one uh, from Dustin and Cassidy. I don't know which of them is asking the question. When keep when PK played those games, Rod gave him. The offense was putting up zero goals. What's the justification to not call PK up at this point after Freddie has been so leaky for the last month? The justification is Kachetkov was allowing bad goals. That's the justification. You can't allow bad goals. Now, as I said, if Freddie continues to allow bad goals, and I think we're going to start with Ranta, but if Ranta starts allowing bad goals, then I can see it. And I keep saying, I think he is their best goalie. I think he gives them the best chance to go deep into the playoffs because they're going to need goalies to steal a game. He's the only goalie that really stole a game this year. The only one that we went, yep, without him, we had no chance. That game against Toronto. The problem was, the next time he played, he allowed two bad goals. The two goals he allowed to Tampa cannot happen. They can't go in. And he allowed both. They tried. Rod tried. But if we've already seen him get on a run, if he gets on a run, if you get him and you you guess right, he could be great. All right. <sighs> Hope this met your uh, your approval. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Sammy Hanna and his crew are amazing. Siding, roofing, windows, entry doors, storm doors, gutter helmets, awnings, railings, carports. That's a new one for me. Uh, And I see a lot of carports up here where we live. So, aluminumcompany.com, free to obligation estimate there. As a matter of fact, they are that way. That way, right there. I'm pointing right at the aluminum company. Is that uh, is that true? Yeah, that's there. No, that way. It's a little bit uh, that way. Thank you very much for hanging out. This is it. This is where we're going to be after every Hurricanes game. Usually about 45 minutes after the final horn. We'll get through the aftermath. Give me about 20 minutes to gather some thoughts. And there you go. Until after game one. I'm Adam. We will see you next time. Thank you. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. The Canes Corner Podcast is a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.